We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day podcast, the Edge edition. We're getting edgy today, Ross, and uh, it's going to be fun. Um, I am your host, Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter, at Jacob Morley. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum, the edgiest of edge dudes that I know. Um, good uh, good edge mind in, uh, in the Cheesehead TV uh, draft guide. I believe you write that. Uh, that is your I positional do. group. Yep. Um, so a an authority on the position, if you will. Um, so Ross, how excited are you, man, to talk edges today? Always excited to talk pass rush. Pass rush makes the world go round. Um, you know, it's the age old argument, but like a lot of folks got you know bent out of shape talking about how great Tampa's off-the-ball linebacker group is, and why don't they, you know, why doesn't Green Bay prioritize it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the simple reality uh, of the situation, though, is that uh, they won because Shaq Barrett and JPP could not be blocked by Green Bay and could not be blocked by Kansas City. Pass rush makes the world go around. Yeah. If this is going to be a passing league, then you need the pass rushers. You need the horses in the stable to be able to shut that down. 
And obviously Tampa Bay had that, and that is not going to be, you know, 20 years from now, that's probably not going to be the story. It's going to be, you know, Tampa Bay doing his thing. But, uh, you know, football is still one within the trenches. Football is still a, a physical sport that you need some of those guys that are willing to just kind of, you know, run their face through glass and get after the quarterback. And the Packers have kind of gone after guys like that in the past where, you know, a lot of people really like the bendy, you know, Gumby type pass rushers. And I think the Packers do to an extent. Um, but I think when you look at what they've done historically in the last few years, especially, they really like those guys that are explosive off the ball and powerful. Maybe not the guy that's going to, you know, bend the edge, the guy that's going to you know, come around the corner like a ball out of a cannon, you know. So they go after the guys that want to run through your face. And the last couple of years, I've done a, a a threshold type deal for the Packers and to just kind of lay it out um, in 2019, nine guys qualified for this list. Uh, There are seven criteria and they took the one guy in the last three years that hit on seven out of seven. And that's Rashawn Gary, who is perfect, perfect seven out of seven on every single criteria uh, that Mike Pettin liked in his edge rushers. And I'm going to qualify this with, yes, I know Mike Pettin is no longer the defensive coordinator in Green Bay. I understand that Mike Pettin is not making any decisions or has any say in any decisions in Green Bay. But Mike Smith does. And Mike Smith is baby Mike Pettin. He likes the same things Pettin does. And the legend has it that when Rashawn Gary was the pick in 2019, Mike Smith was running through the halls of Lambeau Field celebrating because that was his guy. So as long as Mike Smith is on this staff, I think the Packers are going to value some of these types of pass rushers. Now, with Joe Barry in here, though, there it may be a little bit different. We might see guys that are picked that are not on this list. But I'll tell you what, the last two years, we have hit because of this list, Ross. We got Rashawn Gary in 2019. 2020, only six players, only six, made at least five out of seven on the threshold. Jonathan Garvin was one of them, and they took him in the, in the seventh round, albeit, but they took him. Um, so, Ross, before we jump into some names here, um, is there room for this Packers team now with Joe Barry to kind of maybe stray away from some of the pass rush types that we've seen in the uh, in Green Bay in the last few years. Yeah, it's such a okay. I mean this this is such an interesting topic that this could be an hour and a half long podcast because if you guys go in and purchase the uh, Cheesehead TV draft guide, um, it is first of all wonderful, uh, but but second, I'm gonna. I'm going to toot my own horn for for just, a, and I don't I don't love love doing it, but I really got to stretch out my my muscles on this one, like st- get the writing muscles going, get the research muscles going. Um, received a ton of positive feed feedback. We went after this uh, Joe Barry scheme fit thing. Um, had a number of zooms, talked to some defensive coaches that I know. Uh, watched a ton of film, watched a couple of YouTube videos on the Fangio scheme, uh, then watched a couple of YouTube videos specifically on the Staley scheme, talked to some other coaches, even had uh, like a 45-minute Zoom with our guy Dusty Evilly. This was 
was, I don't know if it was well-researched. We'll find out, but it was extensively researched. That is for damn sure. And the, the difference Certainly, if you're just and unfortunately, it's a one year sample size, you know, Staley uh, moves over from Denver uh, and gets a defensive coordinator job, does a phenomenal job, number one defense in the league, boom, head coach. That's how it happens sometimes. So we have um, a really short term, small sample size. But if you go and look at the roster from the Rams, it's all the guys that I like, all the guys I've been pounding the table for um, the Harold Landry's, the Brian Burns, the Obo Okrawanko. He's actually on the team. The Leonard Floyd's. I was wrong about him, but he's on the Rams too. Um, these bendy, small, bursty um, edges that Petten just wanted nothing to do with. That is who was actually playing the wide nine in the Barry Staley, Fangio, whatever. So this is going to be fascinating to me. This is going to be um, truly wild uh, to to just like if they, you know, if it's uh, Greg Russo at 29, I would be very angry. But if it was, it would be like, oh, no, they're still them. They're, they're still just traits on traits on traits uh, and big, big, big. But at the same time, I, I I wouldn't be that shocked uh, if it was these smaller guys. And so I don't even know if any of your little uh, thresholds matter, Jake. <laughs> I don't know. They might they might not, but you know what, Gregory Rousseau, I think you can uh, rest assured he's actually doesn't really qualify. He's not a gold or silver silver level player. Because oh, okay. he's just big. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. I do. And I think, yeah. And so it would be a guy like like Basham, right? Carlos Basham is a good guy to point out who is a silver silver, silver level player in this. Hits five out of seven thresholds. And I think a lot of Packers fans are kind of like, oh, he seems like a Packers edge. And he is. If, if we're going to look at the past, he very much is. Because he is a five out of seven. He is big, dense you know, hits their uh, explosive numbers. Uh, and the only thing he's really missing, his arms are a hair under 33 where they like them to be. Um, so that could totally be something they don't care about uh, because it's close enough. Uh, and so like you look at that and I think you're right. I think it's worth noting and for all the reasons I laid out because Mike Smith is still there. And if he's going to pound the table for a pass rusher, I think there's a certain type that he wants now, Joe Barry might just be like, you already have them, man. You got three of them. Like you, you got Preston, you got Zedarius, you got Gary. Bring in, bring in Gumby. Bring in the Gumby rusher that can bend the edge. Give me something a little bit different for the same reasons, Ross, that guys like you and I pounded the table for Brian Burns that year. Like you have yeah. Zedarius, you have Preston. Bring me Burns, who can be kind of that Gumby pass rusher, just the flexible guy. Um, and, you know, they went with Rashawn Gary instead, who uh, has been better than I thought he'd be. But still, uh, to hit all your points, I think it's worth noting who these guys are. And it, like you said, it will be fascinating. You know, heck, maybe they go with uh, like a Ronnie Perkins or a, a Quincy Roche would be a really interesting guy who doesn't really hit any of their old thresholds. But when you turn on the tape, he's a smaller, undersized guy who I think does a lot of that type of stuff. 
Um, you know, Patrick Jones, the pit guy, would be similar to that as well. Um, so it will be interesting. It'll just be interesting to see. And the last two years, I've really gotten to toot my own horn because they have drafted two of the guys on my list. And this year, yeah. they could totally go in another direction and take someone like Wyatt Hubert, who hits none of them <laughs> you know, on the list, which I don't think yeah. they will. But uh, you get my point. So let's go through. I'm just going to list the 12 guys off because I teased this on Twitter. So I'm going to give the people the list of 12 guys. Um, and I will give you – there's no seven out of seven. There's no perfect – perfect guys in this year's draft class um there is one that's really close and i'll start with him and that's Janarius robinson the fsu kid who i think you know if you want to bring in that gumby flexi flexible type of guy that's him now when i watch him ross he is a guy that has all the tools but he has not figured it out yet not not even close it's weird like when you watch him because you, you'll look at his feet. You like what his feet are doing, but then you look like, is he marrying that to his hands? It's never like in sync. Um, so he's a guy that could be a mid to late round type that the Packers might really like because he hits a lot of what their thresholds are. And I think he's a good combination of the two things that we just talked about with the big, uh, big athletic guy that's strong, but also has that flexibility. Um, so he's one of them, but the top guy on the list that you maybe you're looking at at pick 29 uh, is Jalen Phillips. So let's start there with Jalen Phillips. He's the pick at 29, Ross. Slides a little bit. How do you feel about that? So, okay, so for this uh, practice, are we saying that Quiddy and Owe are not available? Well, so I'm I'm telling you Quiddy and Owe are – um, they are not as high on the thresholds list. They are five. They have five thresholds out of seven. I'm talking about my highest ranked player with the highest amount of hits on the threshold. So Quiddy and Away and Away are not there, sure. Um, but I'm just saying in a vacuum, like if the Packers are this type of team that they really are going to be rigid with these types of thresholds. I would say they take Phillips over them because he hits on more of their thresholds than those other two guys do it in the past. So we're going through six out of seven right now. I guess I didn't say that guys that are six out of seven. I will just give you those one, two, three, four, five guys. It's Jalen Phillips, Ellerson Smith, Chauncey Golston, Janarius Robinson, and Josiah Candoa. How do you say that guy's last name? Kando. Yeah. So Joshua those, Kando. those are the, those are the five guys that are extremely close. And Jalen Phillips is a couple a couple bench, bench press numbers away from being a perfect 7 out of 7. Ellerson Smith is honestly a couple hamburgers away from being a perfect 7 out of 7. And then Janarius Robinson is a tenth of a, tenth of a second away in the 10-yard split from being a 7 out of 7. So let's just start there with those three guys. Don't even talk about draft positioning. Just talk to me about those guys. J Jalen Phillips, Ellerson Smith, Janarius Robinson. So Phillips is really interesting, right? Because he was a five-star, super-duper star. You know, he was like, you know, people don't know. I work with 24-7 sports. Um, I run their Creighton basketball site, their North Dakota State site, and then kind of the uh, the football site or the Packers site as well. That's more of a CBS thing, but that's getting a little in, into the weeds for people. Jalen Phillips. I'm just going to quick look it up because I think he might have even been the top 
Yeah. Yes. He was the number one. So there you go. Jalen Phillips was the number one um, player in the country out of high school. Number one, number one weak side defensive end, number one in California, and the number 41 high school prospect of all time, according to 24-7 Sports. This guy has pedigree on top of pedigree on top of pedigree. That's something the Packers like. The Packers um, historically have absolutely taken flyers on guys uh, that were once five stars that maybe just didn't work out you know, exactly for one, one reason or another guys that, you know, at least at one point were thought of being elite, elite football players. That's Jalen Phillips. Um, had some stuff kind of happen, uh, in his career where it's not, um, it maybe didn't go the way he wanted. I think that's fair to say. Uh, ends up committing to UCLA. I believe at the time he probably committed to Jim Mora Jr. Um, yeah, that or Chip Kelly. That doesn't matter. But just the blue chip of the blue chip of the bluest chip. He he was the bluest chip there was. Tested fine. Um, production maybe wasn't quite where it would have been, but went to UCLA and I think was involved in like a scooter accident or just something crazy. Uh, and, and ultimately doesn't obviously have the career that he's hoping for uh, with with UCLA and ends up at Miami where again you know he would be a top five top eight pick if the production had matched what what his his upside is but man um, when he's healthy when he's able to be out there he's scary I mean, really, really scary. I, I I think he's got a chance to, like, he's edge three for me, right behind OA, just because OA is, like, one of the best athletes to ever try to play edge. And I'm, I'm still in on Quiddy. But specifically, um, man, he just, he's such a special player. He has so, so much talent you love that seven flat three cone you love that four five six forty um you love that 4.13 short shuttle uh he's just so powerful he i mean he just even with one hand he's powerful he's he's a really special uh special player and i just pray for him that he um stays healthy i mean he he technically retired because he was on a scooter and got hit by a car and um, had wrist and head injuries, then got a concussion during the year, and, and he literally retired. And then in the second half of the 2020 season, he was arguably the best defensive end in the country. Ross, you're, like, getting a little bit emotional there talking about Jalen Phillips. Are you sure, uh, he's, you are know, you sure he's not your edge one? He, it's just like I said, the, the whole thing, you know, he's this kid is God's gift to football, top 50 recruit of all time, number one in the country at everything from I think out there in California so like gonna play for his hometown team and that is in this just we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ridiculous accident and retires from football and comes back. And if you can trust the medicals and then you watch the film from the second half of 2020, he's like potential wise, he's there with, you know, cause we've talked about, um, you know, we, we've talked about whatever we've talked about, uh, uh, you know, chase young, um, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett, Chubb, like that guy you know that's going in the top five from the edge class. And we've talked about this class not having that. I think if Phillips plays for three years of college the way he played in the second half for Miami, he is that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there are so many like other red flags that are legitimate reason that, that he is not. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. His tape of those three guys that you mentioned, just tape. You turn it, turn it on and just watch them. Jalen Phillips is the best of those three. If you look at their, their best, in my opinion, their best of what they've been able to do on the field, actually done on the field, Jalen Phillips is the best. And I think – you know, five years from now, six, seven, eight, whatever, when all these guys' careers are winding down, if you look back on this draft class and say Jalen Phillips is a Hall of Famer, like it's not crazy to say that. It, well, it is. It is sorry, it's crazy to say that about any guy that has to play a snap in, in the NFL, but you get what I'm saying. Like this guy could be the best player in this draft class. You really could. That's that's his ceiling. And it's that type of background that like you said, that those are that's that's supposed to be his career trajectory. Is he supposed to be that kid with those guys? Um, 
but it never really turned on until the last half of the year. But man, when it was, when the light came on, it was, it was special. It was something fun. And that's why to me, it's like, man, if he's sitting there at 29 and you can get, I mean, you just said it, you can get a Bosa young, you know, chub type talent at 29 at that position. Yeah, I'm in, I'll take that risk, you know? So I, I don't have a problem with the him at 29. I would be excited about it. I know, uh, Mike from PFF, Pizzaleria, Blio, whatever his last name is, uh, just said he thinks the, all these mock drafts are going to be so. Okay, Mike so, Renner and Mike Renner and Steve Palazzolo are two uh, different. I, I just I just combined them. If they had a child, <laughs> that's oh, amazing. Brother, man, this is live podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but he just you know the point is he just basically said. Everything we think is wrong, which, but mind you, happens every every single year. It seems like everyone all at this point is like everything you know is wrong, and so who knows, man? Maybe maybe the draft comes out and uh, Carolina takes Jalen Phillips at nine. Like who knows? Uh, probably not gonna happen. But still, let's move on. From it, honestly, though, like if it did, I'd be like, yep, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, like okay, yeah, like they they the medicals, like you said. The medicals must be fine. They must trust the medicals. And if they do, knock it out. Cool. Put him with right. Brian Burns and thrive. And if Green Bay trades up to take him at like 50, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, you know, like like 16, like 16 teams, doctors just said no. Mm-hmm. And he was only on the board for half the teams. And that's why he's, the. you know, there are, there are so many paths for Jalen Phillips where it's like, yep, I get it. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Like his range is honestly ten to sixty. It really is. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about other. Let's talk about the other um, top tier type guys for Green Bay. And I, I do want to hear what your thoughts are on Ellerson Smith. And like I said, he is only he is eight. So their threshold for weight in the past has been like two sixty. Um, and so he's a, a guy that if they want to marry the two that we've talked about. The, the guys that maybe aren't as dense, that have a little bit more flexibility, but they still have the athletic traits that they like, Ellerson Smith is a top candidate for that because he still checks a ton of boxes, um, but you know he isn't the 270-pound you know, heavy-handed guy. So talk to us about Ellerson Smith, the, the FCS kid out of uh, you and I. Yeah, not only, you know, not only the FCS kid, but obviously a young man whose career I have, you know, been around, uh, played against North Dakota State uh, both of his years, had a big 2019, uh, went from a 13 pressure guy to a 62 pressure guy. Pretty, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty significant, uh, pretty significant deal, certainly. Um, I don't know. I mean, you go back into uh, the FCS and then it's, it's like, I want to see him against the top competition in, in the FCS. Well, that's, you know, North Dakota state gets a hit, gets a hurry, but mostly gets shut down by, by Dylan Raidens. Um, You know, uh, no, no sacks. Uh, and that comes a week after an 11 pressure game against Youngstown state. And then a game that he, completely dominates against Indiana state. Um, but you know, then you got to ask yourself, okay, who's playing tackle for Youngstown and Indiana state because, you know, South Dakota state has a decent tackle, 
He's going against up in practice against Spencer Brown, who's going to get drafted. Illinois State has Himmelman, who will get drafted. North Dakota State has um, Raidens, who will get drafted. But, you know, uh, no, no sacks against Illinois State, no sacks against North Dakota State. Where, where's he at? And it's, it's, a, it's a tough – he did get one against Iowa State. I don't know what tackle that would have been on. Um, just because it's Iowa State doesn't mean it was necessarily impressive. But that's where I'm at with him. It's just like the production is a little bit questionable against the top-tier talent. Um, and it's really only one year of production. That's the other scary thing is, like I mentioned, kid opts out, right? Okay, well, he played in 2018 and had 13 total pressures. That That's not great on 100 snaps. The kid's got 874 total snaps in college. That's I know that sounds like a lot, folks. It's not a lot. He, you know, has played two seasons of FCS football, one of which he's been a primary player, and that's it. Yeah, and you and I think people were excited to see him at the senior bowl. And he didn't have a bad week. He just kind of yeah, you were there, I wasn't. He just he kind of just was you know, he, he just blended in. He didn't stand out either way, which I suppose could be a positive for an FCS kid, you know, a guy that's coming up from a different level of football to be able to come up and play with the best of the best and and not get bodied. Um, but he didn't really do much to stand out either. Um, I know there was there are some people that liked him, you know, the, some people that you know mentioned his athleticism and his his ability to bend and stuff like that. And and I think you saw all that stuff, but I think you already hit on it. Like he's a project. He's a guy that you're going to bring yeah. in and. Um, and, and maybe not want to have to play right away, which, hey, Green Bay, cool. That might be a great spot for him to be able to come in and be edge four. And I think that's sure. where you'd probably want him to be his early in his career is a guy that can sit behind someone. I, I think he's more of like a Preston Smith type and and be able to kind of do some of that stuff. But uh, we talked about Janarius Robinson already, but a guy that I think that just stands out, man, and, and if this were Mike Pettin's Packers, after doing this and after watching the tape um, of all these guys, I think Chauncey Golston, the Iowa kid, talk talk to me about him. Am I wrong for thinking if Mike Patton were still here and if Mike Smith has a say in what's going on in this draft, he is not a kid that the Green Bay Packers will love? Uh, he's not a kid that I would love, <laughs> but but uh, maybe, you know. Um, for me, 197 overall. I'm not staring at my updated edge rankings. So, uh, but just know that like, to me, he's a very end of the fifth, early sixth round guy. Um, but I get it. I mean, I certainly get where you're coming from. You're, you're talking about uh, a young man who comes from a program that the Packers absolutely love, you know, have significantly, uh, invested in guys, whether we're talking about Brian Bulaga or Michael Hyde or, or Micah Hyde, excuse me, Abdul Hodge, whoever. I mean, they're they're down. Joshua Jackson, they're they're down with the with the Iowa. <laughs> they're down with the Hawkeyes. They got no problem with that. Um, but but at the same time, he just for me, um, you know, I didn't I didn't love it. I, I didn't think he he was great. Um, I didn't think he was explosive, uh, and, and that that is unfortunate because you know your ten yard split. If we're talking about one point five six seconds, is amazing. Thirty six vert is great. 
121 broad is great. That's all super awesome stuff. 7.53 cone is a bad day. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not that's not good. But just watching him play, um, you know, he 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 struggles for me, uh, and and I think would be yet another guy that is kicking inside to rush, which is the last thing I think Green Bay needs, especially because now you know you're talking about that bare front. You're talking about um, potentially having wide nine guys. They don't have any of those on the roster. Basically, it's tough. I mean, I think Rashawn Gary from a wide nine is super scary just because there's so much burst and so much behind that initial punch. But Golston, you know, you can't seven five is that's turning like a freight liner. You can't do that. Yeah, and the Packer Mike Pettin doesn't care about three cones. I'm gonna tell you that much right no, now. Mike Pettin doesn't work here anymore. But I so <laughs> let me let me tell you that's that's fair. <laughs> This is really cramping my style. That when they let go of Mike Pett, and I was like, man, there's like a good thing going on here with this. But I do think I I'm telling you, man, and you know this, Mike Smith is baby Mike Petton. I don't think they're gonna stray too far away from it. They might though. Um, but we shall see. Um let's move on to the I'm calling these silver level players. Um, guys that are five out of seven thresholds. And let me just tell you what the thresholds are. Um, it's not like I, all I did was I went through and looked at a history of players that Mike's and I, I went and cross checked this with Mike Smith as well and kept my thresholds the same. So guys that Mike Smith has coached in the past thresholds, they want a guy that's six, three or taller. They want a guy that is 260 pounds or heavier. They want arm length to be 33 or longer. Uh, they don't care about a 40. What they want to see is a 10 yard split and the 10 yard split needs to be at 1.63. Uh, they want a vertical to be at 33 or higher, bench press to be 25 or higher, and broad jump to be 9 feet 8 inches or higher. Um, so, you know, things that are left off there is like the shuttle and the three cone. So I don't think in the past they haven't cared as much about guys' ability to kind of change directions and, and you know, corner and, and such. Um, let's talk about a guy, though, that can do that and also pretty much hits on – five out of seven, but the two that he's off are just a fraction off. And that is Mr. Quiddy pay out of Michigan, who uh, you want to talk about a marriage of the two types of players that the Packers have gotten in the past and guys that we have loved in the past. Quiddy pay is that dude. Talk to me he, about Quiddy pay. Yeah. He's ninth overall for me. I'm actually, I'm, it's my guess that, um, you know, my, so uh, I'm guilty of it. My positions for the for the draft guide um, end up g getting boosted a little bit until I kind of really get back into everything. He'll probably end up 15 or 16 overall for me. Um, there are guys behind him like Waddle and Sertan Jr. that just in a vacuum, which is so hard. Um, but like I think Micah Parsons is probably a better player than Quiddy Pay. And I anyway doesn't matter. Um, but he's edge one for me, kind of with a bullet. You know, I think he has the fewest questions. Really oppressive kid. Um, I honestly love the way he defends the run, too, which you're not supposed to care about in today's day and age of, uh, of the NFL. But he's really impressive uh, in the run game. Um, but at the same time, like, he has 
the athletic ability to kind of um, uh, expand what he does, you know, when we're talking about um, his crazy, crazy uh, measurables with his 40 at 4.5, with his bench at 36 reps, with 36-inch vert, um, you know, they've, they've mentioned that he did a workout where he had a sub six, five, three cone. I don't think he did like a, an official one at the Michigan pro day deal, but there has been rumors of a sub six, five, three cone. So you have all these athletic numbers that say like he can be the, the corner edge, the, the burn you around the, the, the bendy one. Um, but that's not his game. His game is working pass rush moves. His game is working through blockers. Um, you know, he, he's able to, uh, bull rush. He, you know, he's, he's got commitment to his craft. And I think, um, with a, with a relatively limited, like pass rush toolbox, I just think there's so much upside to this kid. Um, he's just this ball of athletic potential that was still very, very productive at Michigan and very, very good. So that that's why I like pay is just because he did some things that were very impressive at Michigan, even though he was kind of a bull in a, in a China shop right now. So speaking of athletic potential and production or lack of production, talk to me about Jason away, the yeah. Penn state kid who is basically yeah. one of the freakiest athletes that I can remember, honestly, like in modern, in, in modern NFL combine or these, you know, he is, he is almost six, five, almost two sixty, And he's rub, run the sub four, four. And his, I mean, his measurables are just insanity. Yeah. He's so, a freak. Um, why does he, why can't he play football right now? Is it a scheme he, thing or is it, is he just not ready? What, yeah. What's, what's going on with him? Uh, three, three cone in the mid six eights. Four four three nine forty. Like one of the fastest forties in the history of defensive ends. Um doing the short shuttle in four point one five. Verting forty. <laughs> Broad jumping a hundred and thirty-four inches. Like it's uh you know, it's eleven two. Like none of this stuff makes sense. Um and you you just you just teach him. You have to teach him football because you're right. It's not there. Um, looking at the pro football focus numbers here. One hurry in 2018. Uh, five sacks, three QB hits and 23 hurries in 2019. No sacks, five hits, 15 hurries in 2020. You, you shouldn't have those athletic gifts and marry them to that production that that should not happen um but i just won't have a player's 24th overall for me i won't i won't move him down i can't you you the best not all of the best athletes are great players but most of the greatest players are phenomenal athletes most he, he would be a scary one he at 29 and the Packers have done scary things in the past betting on athleticism. That is the yeah. ultimate put your chips in and say, you know, I've mentioned Mike Smith. 
uh, on this podcast, I've mentioned him a bunch. I think he's a hell of a football coach. That's a lot to put on his plate to basically say, all right, Rashawn Gary, I got you to where I want you to be. Okay, here's another basically similar athlete to Gary. But honestly, Gary was way further along as a player coming out than him, in my opinion. Um, But you want to talk about a guy that actually has very similar athleticism and has crazy production out of Texas is our boy, Joseph Osai. We've talked about him a lot. I mean, he is a he's a five five out of seven on the deal, and he's he's missing the same thing. He's under the weight threshold at two fifty six, so four pounds off. I mean, give him a milkshake, he'll make it. And then he uh, he is pretty low on the bench. The they have never had a uh, at least in the last like five ten years they've never had an edge on the on the roster that's benched below nineteen. He benched nineteen. Um, not I don't think I care with him, but. <laughs> Uh, talk, I mean, we, I don't give me, give me your 30 second elevator pitch on him. Cause we've talked about him already on this show. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite fits, absolutely something they don't have, uh, reminds me a lot of Clay Matthews coming out of USC. You know, um, I, I think he, he has the ability to move in space I think you could drop him into coverage. I don't think you'd make a habit off of it, but this is a guy that had 430 off-ball linebacker snaps in, in 2019 and then moved and had 552 edge snaps in 2020. Uh, high motor guy, 6'4", 256. I, I, I'm, I, I love him. I mean, long arms, you know, 34-inch arms. I, I just think he's great. I think he's a really good player. Uh, was good early. You know, they they needed him. He he played some big-time snaps as a freshman, but as a sophomore, he was the best player on the team defensively. You know, we watched some 2019 tape of him and were just blown away at, at, at what he was able to do as a true sophomore. I, I really, really, really like Joseph Osai, and I really like him as a fit just because – the guys that they had on the roster running that system in LA, the Packers don't have those guys. They're just not there. Yeah. And I, I love the Clay Matthews comp. And I just, I can't point to a player that has been able to play with that type of athleticism and that type of effort that hasn't been good. You know, I think, I think Osai, I don't, you know, maybe he's not one of the most dominant edge rushers in the league in three to four years. He certainly can be, but I just don't see where he's going to just suck. You know, he's just going to be bad. Like, I just don't think that can happen with him. I think he's too athletic and he plays with his hair on fire. Like he just is such a fun player to watch. And you want to talk about players that Matt LaFleur has loved in the past. I mean, he watched, uh, he, he, sh- he showed the whole team, Josiah DeGuara's, uh, it pick six saving tackle when he was at Cincinnati before they even drafted him. Like he loves that type of player. And I think Osai is going to be a guy that will be really high on their list. Um, and I know you got to get out of here in a couple minutes, Ross. So we'll just run through these other guys quick. Um, Joe Tyron, the, uh, I think he's out of Washington was a five out of seven. Uh, Brugler likes him a lot. Uh, likes him more than I do. Carlos, Carlos Basham is like the kind of the, Ho-hum, yeah, that's going to be the pick at 29. Kind of darling right now. 
Uh, seems like there's one every year. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, um, but that's Basham. And then Hamilcar, Rashad, and then William Bradley King. I actually kind of like Bradley King as a late day three type guy. Um, I think, you know, they, they brought a kid in out of Baylor a couple of years ago. I forget, Rob, something Roberts, Robert, Greg Roberts. And uh, I think William Bradley King could be that type of player as well, but actually um, be a developmental type. So those are some names to keep an eye on. You know, we'll pump these names out on draft day too and see what happens. Like Ross said at the beginning of the show, this year is going to be just a really fascinating exercise to see. Do they still stick to these? thresholds to to the you know the kind of the path that they've had some success with in the past or is the joe barry era going to usher in a completely new set of thresholds and type of player that we're going to see at the edge position um it will be wild to watch it'd be wild to watch and see so guys um two weeks away we're two weeks away ross and i will be back again on monday of next week which will be the draft week and we'll get you guys the final packers big board for you guys to kind of have in your back pocket for a draft evening. Um, but until then, go pack. It. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.